Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If you're hearing this, it means you made it. It's not a commercial. It's the beginning of the show. You made it to the end of 2020. <gasps> you might be listening to this after, but if you're listening to this episode fresh off the feed, ripped fresh, you made it. You got one day left. You, you could die tomorrow for sure. God. You said December 30th. Yeah, that's what today is you in the future. made it to the end, unfortunately, um, bad luck does not honor the Christian calendar. So the fact that 2020 is over does not mean science and a pandemic is like, okay, a year's good enough. We always think like, well, we'll just demarcate them by year. So your bad luck's probably not totally done, but at least we can close this year. At least we can stop looking forward to 2020 and we can apply fresh eyes by thinking, well, I'm starting over. The best thing that could happen is a new year because at least it gives you the illusion that it's fresh, but really it's just the same reheated misery uh, being uh, slightly alleviated, right? There's a vaccine. We're doing okay. Cardi B's throwing birthday parties. Who cares? No Did mask. you hear about what kind of vaccine this is? Yeah, it's chicken soup. It's, it's like bouillon. It's like something called like mRNA, which instead of a flu vaccine where they they put the dead virus into you, this is one where like the vaccine goes into your body and it's like, hey, this is what the virus looks like. Like deal with this. Like it doesn't bring it in. It's it a simulation. Your body. Yeah, basically, which is so cool. It's very Chinese. They're like, we're just going to teach you and you have to learn. Oh, they've been working on it. I think somewhere in, in another country and then in like Maryland, Maryland. Mar is, we always have a hard time with that. We in don't. You do. And you were reading that script the other day and you kept saying clergyman. I swear that it said clergyman. It's in clergyman. The clergyman. Okay. It's clergyman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I uh, have problems with the word futile because like resistance is futile, not futile. Because that's like a feudal lord. Like F-E-U. If you say futile, it sounds like you kind of just learned the word. Well, it sounds like you're trying to do like a thing. Futile. Well, why else would you say it? Right. Well, putting on toppings is futile. You won't enjoy your Sunday. I don't know. You guys, uh, there's only like one New Year's Eve song. What is it? Oh, Odd Lang Sign. Yeah. Do you remember the car commercial? And it was like, they sing the song and then they're like, da, da, da. What on earth is an odd lang sign? No. It's Latin for mm -hmm. for buffet. It's Latin for kisses. Frankly, mistletoe should be a New Year's Eve thing. Kisses. Right. Christmas isn't like a kissy holiday. Here's the thing about New Year's Eve, and nobody wants to say this, but I'm going to. You don't want to do it. Like, you don't want to wait. I've been to a couple New Year's Eve parties the last couple of years. And maybe it's because I'm married now. So it's like, um, I know exactly who I'm kissing. My <laughs> husband's brother. Uh, but it, especially if the friend doesn't live close. I have two friends in the Valley. Both of them had New Year's Eve parties. And I'm like, I don't want to be all the way over here. And then get home. A, and I don't think it's the most dangerous night of the year anymore because there is Uber. But like both years, we've just been home on the couch by New Year's. Once you're married, it's kind of like, unless you have like burning man friends. You're kind of like, all right, I don't need this. So 
For the last like four or five years, me and George go to Dave and Buster's for New Year's I Eve. I love that. And so we're there and we like, we go and we eat at like nine, then we play games. And then at 12, they count down, but then they're like, okay, well now we're closing in like 30 minutes. So everybody could, if you could just stop playing the games, like they always kind of turn on all the lights and we're like, but you're still open. Yeah. Like stay open till two. So we don't feel like we're squatting. <laughs> right. Also. Yeah. I mean, will there be a ball drop this year? We don't know. I mean, people probably know. I'll tell you what I'm doing. What? Because I've been tested so much <laughs> and quarantining. Like I've only seen my family. I don't really go anywhere. And any show that I've done, I'm having two other couples who have quarantined and been tested. So a nice intimate party of the six of us. I know one of the couples. Who's the other couple? Uh, Laura and Jordan. Oh, okay. Who I believe quarantined because Laura is very tiny. And I think she's... <laughs> She can't take the disease. Sickly, but she's very tiny. So, uh, so we're, we're safe about it. We ask everyone to get tested in the proper time and quarantine. And you have the friends that you know take it seriously. Mm. And we're just going to do a very intimate six-tuplet, sex-tuplet, sexual, sex-filled. Just look at me. Sex. Uh, New Year's Eve. Very quiet. And that's mm. what we're going to do. What are you going to do? <sighs> Maybe I'll play. There's a new heist on Grand Theft Auto. Maybe me and George will... Do that, and since we're not, I'm not going to be there to go to Dave and Buster's. Maybe we'll do that. Going to be horrifying when we learn that George died like ten years ago, <laughs> and, and I just talk about him. Well, me and George, or it's just like your hand. <laughs> Anyways, um, if this is the best time of year for so many reasons, especially in LA, there's like a loneliness to it that I just love, and I'm sad to see it go, but. Summer's just around the corner, so lose that weight. Start feeling bad about yourself. Kick it. Okay, hi, Eliza, Emily, and Snow Peach. This question is skipping right past Christmas straight to New Year's. Yes, that's oh, where we are. Fuck yeah, you got it. You're on brand. I've always preferred small, got quiet it. ways to celebrate I a New Year. As opposed to, I didn't even peek at the question. As opposed to going oh. to bars or big parties, but obviously we can't do any kind of gathering this year. What? Still, I would like to celebrate 2020's passing. Good riddance. Any suggestions as to how to celebrate indoors without others? Well, you don't need me to tell you how to have a good time alone. You got any, any prescriptions? Oh. No. Um, I, I mean, why don't you just get a nice bottle of champagne, take a bath? I, I learned something very de uh, dangerous at Christmas, which is that, did you know you can just buy Brie just for yourself? As opposed to like applying for a license? <laughs> what do you mean? I've only ever had Brie like at someone's house where they've purchased it at like a, a gathering. I've Are, never is it like just, a personal brie or you're saying like one can acquire cheese if they have the money? You can just get brie and eat it whenever you want. I trust you with like my social security <laughs> number, like my medical appointments, and this is something that you're telling me. Yeah, go decadu. Make yourself, decadu, <laughs> make yourself a mini decadent cheese board, load up a movie. You know what you could do is, I'm not a weed smoker, but you know, get a little stone, make a vision board. Get a bunch of fun magazines. I believe in these. Cut out pictures that just appeal to you and you kind of set your attention for the near future. Things that you want. Uh, you can also start an OnlyFans account and make some money that, that evening. Mm. That's what you do. Get something tasty that you wouldn't buy normally. That's why having an intimate party is great because you can buy more expensive stuff that you wouldn't normally do. You know, get a whole leg of ham, whatever, and a nice drink and put on Love Actually and fall asleep. <laughs> fall asleep wake up at 10 p.m be like ah oh, fuck i'm still drunk that's what you do work out make yourself feel good work out like i'm putting off right now <laughs> my parents always go to bed very early so i would just always spend new years like when i was younger watching kathy griffin on whatever she was doing while they were asleep and i was like me and my sister would set up little sleeping bags in front of the tv that's cute yeah, we had like a fun, like we, we, yeah, set up a night, make your couch cozy, like get a blanket, make some hot chocolate, have some champagne, have Buy a nice some arsenic, time. Make a list of names. Also, you could do a little spa night. Mm. All the men listening are like, okay, what do I do with this dick? Give yourself a manicure, do a face mask, uh, an eco-friendly one. Don't use the sheet masks anymore. Take a bath, uh, shave off some of that Parmesan on your feet, do a hair mask. Olaplex is good. And, um... Take care of you. How, say to yourself, how do I want to wake up in 2021? Like a fierce bitch mama? 
Come they all talk all those ones. Like a fierce rock star, sexy diva, no apologetic bear mama. Do it. Be fierce. White wine. Eat my shit. Do you know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued? What was in Al Capone's vault? Or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin? If not, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay, because you can learn it all on the new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with host Darcy Carden and her favorite comedian friends as they bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to WikiHole, you'd learn that's the sciency term for eardrum. WikiHole is a hyperlink roller coaster, starting out on one Wikipedia page and then going from link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until everyone wonders, how the hell did we get here? Follow WikiHole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to WikiHole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Hey guys, been seeing this guy and I've only been drunk with him twice. First time was super flirty and vocal about being sexual. The second time was just having fun making jokes and it wasn't sexual at all. I had my eyes closed and he started giving me a massage and next thing I know he's trying to have sex and I just wasn't into it. He got mad and said I was flirting the whole night and I wasn't. I said maybe I should have been more communicative about it, but then he wanted me to apologize for it. Just don't like the way he handled it and don't know what to do. Definitely never speak to this person again and move on. Move out of his house and on with your life. Return the gimp mask and move out of there. I I, Look, even the the woman can say no up until the man is like, like the jizz is leaving his penis. You can still say no. I would say that it is a little odd to, you're like, I closed my eyes and had a massage. Now there's two ways to hear that. I closed my eyes for a second and he was rubbing me or- You close your eyes and like let him give you a massage. That doesn't mean he owes you sex, but that's not something I would do to like my accountant. Mm. It is like a vibe like, hey, I'm comfortable with you touching me. That being said, you can always say no. Uh, Him asking you for an apology probably because he felt a lot of times guys are wrong, which is where we get a lot of date rape. Uh, Like I read the signs wrong. But it feels like he felt like you made him feel like a creep. Let's play devil's advocate and all night you're like, you're so cute. You're so funny. And like touching him and being really like touchy and sexual. And then you're like, ew, get off me. And he's like, oh my God. Like I thought you were putting this vibe. So there's the version where you made him feel really bad and he didn't understand why you rejected him. But you don't owe anyone an apology. No. That's weird that he demanded that. You don't have to do anything other than remove yourself. 
think about it in a month. If you're like, yeah, I handled that poorly. You can give him that. Because if he's a nice guy and you were just like a crazy person to him, there's that. I remember one time something like something had gone down in comedy shocker like a group of guys had been mean to a woman and i was just like at capacity and i called some guy i was like you guys are a bunch of fucking rapists or something and a guy a comic who i'm friendly with pulled me aside and he was like i just want you to know like i'm married and i take i respect women a lot and i take that very seriously and that really offended me and i apologized to him i was like sorry i'm not sorry that like women always get grouped people always get grouped together so my intention wasn't to hurt him in my sweeping generalization, but yeah, I did hurt his feelings and we're friends. And I appreciated that he said that, that he was a good enough guy to stand up and be like, hey, I am not that. Please don't say that. Yeah. I'm like, but you are all a bunch of rapists. Um, so so I don't know. I don't know if you did put out the vibe and then you made him feel like a total lech because that's the worst. Uh, but chances are he is a creep and you were just having fun and now he wants you to apologize, which is super weird. I would just completely ignore it because the more he tries to get an apology, the weirder he'll come off. So just let it be. You don't have to do anything. Don't try to be friends with him. Just let it be. Yeah. Like a hurt animal. I guess I would do something about a hurt animal. Yeah. Depends on the kind of animal. Did you see, I saw on, I think, Twitter, somebody posted like, oh, whenever you see like a dead, like a, what you think is a dead possum or a dead whatever, like their baby could still be alive. They're like, I always check dead animals and finally I found a live one. And somebody just come in and was like, oh, congratulations. He's so beautiful. And the person's like, what? And they go, oh, I thought you gave birth. And it's this little naked animal. And somebody just scrolling through Facebook was like, oh, God, no, oh what horrible. a cutie. What a cute baby that looks like a <laughs> hairless animal <laughs> also aren't possums known for playing dead playing yeah possums, possums actually very frequently also right, a dead possum just will have up. babies with it so okay i check a dead possum welcome back to wildlife chat answering all the questions that nobody had hmm. ever kick it hi tianfu and eliza and emily and gracie and absentia why is my dog first because <laughs> that's who they want advice Tonight, from. Baby. I need your help to convince my husband to leave our apartment. I am an introvert and I need alone time. The only time I'm alone in the apartment is for one hour max while he goes to the grocery store or goes running. I need time that isn't just by myself in a room, but where I have the whole apartment to myself. He is also an introvert who needs alone time, uh -oh. but I go into the office three mornings a week, so he's totally alone for four to five hours each time. He says he can't give me that much alone time because he doesn't have anywhere to go. His yeah. office is still closed. Do you have ideas for how he could get out more in longer stretches? He says that everything is closed. So there's nothing to do but stay home. But I need to find a way to get him out so I don't go insane. Thanks. Love the podcast. Having y'all talk on my headphones is one of the ways I get pseudo alone time for an hour or so a week. Oh, that's brutal. And you know what? I can tell you, I love being around my husband. And I'm pretty sure he loves being around me. So don't even try it. <laughs> um, But when he does leave the house, it's only then that I'm like, oh, Loan for, and we have a decent sized house, but like sometimes just coming, I mean, you're giving your husband alone time in another room. Like you're not leaving for four to five hours. No, she, this person is going into the office three days a week. Oh, 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 I thought you meant the office was in the apartment. No, I thought it was like a their really office is open three to five days a Got week. Got it. Okay. You know, it's tough. Uh, does he work out? So Could she he go on a marathon? Sometimes run? he's gone running or groceries. It's like maybe he just he needs to run for an hour every day. Get go out of the here. Park, tell him where a local arboretum is. You have a dog that needs something. Take the car to get a lube job. There are businesses open. Um, does he have to go across town to get a tree? Does he want to go visit a friend socially distanced? Can you send him on a fool's errand? <laughs> Here's what you do. <gasps> Here's what you, you trick do. Him? Yeah. Oh boy. Be like, look, we babe, we both know I have huge man feet and I need you to send to send you the man's high heel store. And it's across town in Bunyanville. And I need you to go, but they don't open until three, but you gotta be online first. So you might wanna leave early. Just send him on something that'll take a couple hours. So tell him you got a PlayStation 5 and he needs to go wait online for it. <laughs> it's so tough because you don't want to send him somewhere and then he gets COVID. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to send him to go work in a shared space. And like, that's not fair to him. This is really a no-win situation. How about you just start with, I get like, like, don't talk to me. There was an episode of Sex in the City. Now, Carrie was not in love with Aiden and was kind of a bitch. But <laughs> when they joined their apartment, she was like, when I walk in, 
it's like I'm not even here. And he was like, whatever you want, babe. I just love you so much, even though you're not wearing my wedding ring. And they're really like, she was like, please just don't talk to me when I first get home. Mm-hmm. Which I always thought was so shitty. But then the more I got boyfriends and the more I've been married, I'm like, yeah, I kind of. There are these like boundaries. Noah and I talk about everything. I love his input. I think he's so funny. I'll ask him to proofread stuff, whatever. Sometimes we'll just talk to each other without realizing the other person's still working on something. So I'll have to be like, can you, I'm doing something right now. Don't talk, you know, or he'll, I'll wander into the kitchen, but like, that's his office. So maybe start by being like, I need the next three hours, no communicating, no expectation. When I walk in the kitchen, you're not going to say anything. Right. And maybe because this person is saying that they're in, in the room with the door closed, maybe he has to go in the room with the door closed and you get to be in the living room in the kitchen. Divvy it up. Cut it all up. Yeah. Cut up that apartment, divide it up. Like it's like you had a war. If there was another person in my apartment, I'd be dead. Or they'd who be gets dead. the balcony? You know, be like, can you do me a favor? Take the dog, like, do all these things, and then just don't talk to me for three hours. No talking, no questions. I'm not here. Yeah, so try that. As far as stuff for your husband to do, take a long walk off a shark pier. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where you live, so I can't. I'm sure you have a lake or something. Just it go is get a, in the lake in being, December. <laughs> being out, like tomorrow, we have two doctor's appointments, and there's like an hour in between and I'm like I guess I'll just, just you hate that I just I try to put things next to each other I'm like I guess I'll just drink coffee and like window shop we could drop off some presents yeah we'll do that check it Oh boy, I have a doozy. I've reached out before about my marriage and how my husband is a very depressed man. I think he was better, in quotes, for a while, but never truly better. Because of our podcast. Thank you so much for that endorsement. I think we just ignored it and shoved all the problems down. Mm. Well, now things are worse and I am over it. I'm a year away from my nursing degree. Of course. Of course you are. Is it a master's, a PhD? (laughs) Now he's conveniently blaming all all our marital problems on my being too busy. Mind you, he was very supportive of me going back to school to pursue this lifelong dream. And now here we are, I'm halfway through and he hates me. Well, he hates himself, so of course he can't love me. I'm so ready to be done, but I don't want to leave in the middle of school and I can't afford to live without him. I feel trapped. I also have another thing. There's this guy at work who I'm crushing on a bit. No, I, honestly I don't want to hear about this right now. Had start. You this have. Is there's two, we got to address one problem at a time. But this. Wait. Go full on crazy and move in with that guy, and just be full white trash. Be like, I am still married, but I am living with George. I, I don't honestly. Know why I said George. I don't know. We all know he's dead. I. I honestly had started to question my sexuality until he came along, and I was like, Oh nope, I am still very much attracted to men. It's innocent enough. We message each other. He's got a girlfriend, but the way he looks at me, I get goosebumps. The Ooh. conversations we have are just so easy. Male We're both, nurse tension. <laughs> We're both very similar in all our views. We just get each other. It's unlike anything I've ever experienced. I'm not sure if he's crushing on me. I doubt it because I'm almost ten years older than him. But the way he looks at me and seeks me out at work, there's something there. Oh my god. I have. I'm feeling, I can't believe there's more. I can't believe you're still reading. I'm feeling lost. Wait, and there's confused. a third component. I have a pet octopus who leads me into the ocean. I'm a therapist. I'm talking to, but this guy's throwing a wrench in everything. Uh, okay. Okay. So wait. Okay. So you understand where we're at? There's two things. There's like, oh my god, give it a chance. But sometimes you're in a relationship. I believe even when I was single, I would date someone and then I'd always try to like give it a breather in between because you don't want to be with someone. married. I hear that. Okay. Sometimes you are done and you are done, but you're still in the relationship and you don't need time. Okay. I know that she's listening to this. And so I'm not going to use the names, even though it would be okay if I did. My friend is listening to this and I'm going to share with you the story of a friend of mine. Because when you said you were 10 years older, I was like, holy shit, is this my friend's story? Basically- a very good friend of mine, we'll call her Peanut, um, was in a marriage with a guy who just like you, who's a little bit older than her, but just like you, started off super supportive. Everything was cool. She is very talented, very smart, went to a great college. Uh, she's all the things, right? Super supportive. And then just kind of got unsupportive. Uh, not communicative, was really, and she's, in shape, an attractive woman, really critical of like her body over like weird things, like get your nails done, like things that kind of shouldn't even be, not even deal breakers, but deal points. Um, and became not, I, I, and became like verbally abusive. Didn't hit her or anything, but just was emotionally shitty and abusive. And she was dealing with um, her father, like I think he had Alzheimer's and he was basically dying, you know, like just dealing mm-hmm. with that. And 
he wasn't helping. He wasn't being supportive. He wasn't helping with the dad or with the mom. Her parents are aging and she's doing all this on her own while working a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And she like basically moved in with her parents to help, t- not move in with them, but was taking care of her dad who was dying before her eyes like every day. Husband, nowhere to be found. So not Ugh. dissimilar to your husband, who by the way, could be a sweet guy, just needs therapy, but it really sounds like you're done. Anyway, while she's doing all this, meets a guy who came to her house. He was a nurse. Was he a nurse, Peanut? I don't remember, but like worked in healthcare and came over to the house to help take care of the dad. We'll call him Mr. Peanut. And- Are the Peanuts married now? And they started flirting. Yeah. And he was 10 years younger than her, if not more. (gasps) And she was so attracted to him. And, you know, meanwhile, she's still married to this guy who like wants her to pay him like palimony, like all, like he's just awful. None of us like the ex-husband. Flirt, flirt, flirt. And eventually like they- just like, he was like, I just love you. Like, I want to be with you. They like hooked up while she's still married to this guy who she's not sleeping with, is not nice to her. Like they just legally are married. And eventually she left him. And now she is married to Mr. Peanut and they have a beautiful baby peanut. And she is older than me. And her boyfriend, I think is younger than me. So I'm just saying like age is irrelevant. He loved her. So I'm just saying that's almost your exact story. I'm just putting it out there that like, Never think that you're too stuck. Now, you don't want this guy to like help you pay for anything and you've got to do what you've got to do. Remember we talked about the gay kid whose parents were like, yeah. shit, it's like, what do you do? Where there's a will, there's a way. And you, by the way, can just keep your stuff at that house and maybe you stay with friends or maybe you just sleep there and he sleeps on the couch. You don't have to, you're not beholden to him just because you're married. If he's not holding up to having to hold and cherish you, cherish you and you are done and you've got bigger fish to fry- Takes two to tango. But how do you feel about- I can't believe like, it's the exact same story. Oh it's so, it, in my mind, I'm like, well, of course you have to tell your husband you have to divorce him because it's like not cool to him. But this person- Sort of. Can I be honest? Yes, you do. But like if some, it doesn't sound like your husband's abusive or whatever, but like we all act like because we took a vow that like somehow your husband's not holding up his end of the bargain and you don't need to cheat on him or anything, but like you are allowed to start emotionally moving away from this person. Yeah, I just, I feel like it's just not a good start for her and the new guy if she's still married. It happens all the time and no, it's not. It worked for my friend Peanut and they got the divorce and it was- Who is Peanut? I'll tell you, you're gonna hear it. Uh, Her- idiot ex-husband like drew it out like to this day is still like i need to talk to you about lord like oh i'm not saying this guy's a bad guy i'm all i'm letting you know is that now you have a reference point for someone in a very similar situation who like just chose their life over what they were contractually obligated to do i would give your husband the benefit of the doubt because if there's something to repair there you know you might want to do that but i just if he's holding it, it's not like you went and became like a celebrity overnight. Like if he's holding it against you that you're trying to become a nurse. And she's halfway in and the, it was fine before. How's he going like, to feel when you're working like the graveyard shift? That's right. a bad way to put it when people are dying. But how's oh, he going right. to feel when you're working those like late nights or like in your residency or whatever nurses have to do first? Your, your All tests. that complicated nurse stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So he just, I, I don't know him or his situation, but the way you're presenting it. Let this guy go be miserable. And you just enjoy flirting and you you draw you have your own morals and you draw that line where you feel your moral compass goes go ends. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay. But also remember this guy's got a girlfriend too. And remember Oh yeah, God, that girl, that poor girl. That girl might be nice. Yeah, but I also never forget, like, yes, every once in a while you meet someone, it's like and we were both seeing people and now we're together. He also is emotionally cheating on his girlfriend. So just know that that's you're, right. You're both not coming out looking great, but better to make yourself happy. That's what I would do. Right. Peanut. Peanuts. Get your peanuts. Fresh peanuts. Get your peanuts. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, 
it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, and wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Okay. A member of our friend group told me I'm no longer welcome at his home because of the thin blue line flag bumper sticker I have on my truck. Mm. He believes- Is this a lesbian? No, I don't know. This is a different person. No, I know. It's a different person. (laughs) He believes it's a symbol of anti-BLM and said he's embarrassed to be affiliated with a racist like me. For context, I've been involved with law enforcement. For context, I'm super racist. (laughs) Uh, For most of my life, working as a 911 dispatcher and trying to join the force for the past three years. He's drawn this line in the sand and I don't necessarily want to remain friends with him, but it's made things in the group very awkward. In this time that we're in, my obligated to compromise my support for the police force because this flag has been seen flown at rallies protesting BLM movements or do I stick to my guns and act like it doesn't bother me that he accused me of being racist help also Emily you were right I don't know what that's in reference to, well, but you'll never know. Anyway. You'll never know. Look. So this is tough, but I feel like you are uniquely positioned to answer this because you are- um, No, you are not as- Not let's, as- Let's hear the end of this. Like what we've talked about before. Swayed by social opinion? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, your friend's an idiot. Anybody, and I talked about this on one of our last podcasts, anybody right. who draws such a- rock hard line in the sand is actually not helping further any sort of liberal discussion. Mm-hmm. You come out swinging, right? Uh, when you do that, you're going to hit some allies. And, you know, it, it is a flag, much like the Gadsden flag, the don't tread on me flag that's been appropriated for Second Amendment uh, activists, um, which that point's pretty moot because that's all anyone uses it for, except for my one mug that I bought, ironically. Um, I don't want a gun. I don't think you should have a gun. But- um, No, your BB gun was scary enough. I returned that BB gun immediately. It was so heavy. I was like, I can't have this. 27 pounds of pressure to close it. Mm -mm. How am I supposed to look cool? Mm -mm. And my left arm doesn't work? Anyway, drawing that line and calling you that, I believe that you're a woman. And I believe that because I think- men feel emboldened to be that aggressive toward women. Hmm. Uh, like, Fuck you, racist. You know, I, I wonder if he would speak that way to another man. Um, but let's let's say you don't have a gender. Um, I, I think bumper stickers are trashy, so you might not <laughs> want to have a bumper sticker. A bumper sticker on a truck always is right wing. It, it depends on the kind of truck, but um, bumpers. It's, so ma- when I did guess- you get this thin blue line? Flag bumper sticker. Was it what made this you get year? it? What yeah. made you get? Ask yourself what made you get it. I don't believe. I believe the language defund the police was poorly chosen, mm-hmm. um, and I believe there wasn't a plan in place. And a lot of charities that we donated to, it's like, oh well, they actually didn't have the resources. And here's the, and it should be state specific. So this idea that you're just gonna get rid of the police and anarchy will be organized. Um, it's a little crazy. I do believe Black Lives Matter. And I do believe uh, police are wholly good. I do believe we have bad police just like we have bad all kinds of holy people. Holy good? Holy. Like on oh, the Oh, on, on the, the all. Okay. Um, um, I would ask yourself why you have that. 
it seems like you really like police culture. Like you're a dispatcher and you've been trying to join the force. Um, and I would sit down with him because I think it's more important that you have a meeting of the minds versus you take that flag down, you still hate the kid. So hate that guy. So maybe offer him, be like, I would love to have a discussion. If he chooses not to, he is just as part of the problem as somebody waving one of those at a rally. Right. People on both sides that that don't allow for nuance or a discussion, you know, there are black police officers. It is not like a purely racist institution out to get people. There are plenty of bad cops for sure. But right. I I would wonder why you have that and what it means to you. And it's not, not really up for him to judge, but, you know, Black Lives Matter, there are, there's nuance to that as well. Now, I believe Black Lives Matter, and I believe if you have a Black Lives Matter flag, it means, hey, let's value Black people, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's good and bad to every cause. Yeah, and I think it's complicated. I, I think it's totally— it's, it's super trashy to have a bumper sticker. <laughs> I'm just going to put that I mean, there. wanting to be part of the police, wanting to make people's lives better, being a 911 dispatcher, like, that's incredible, the, the service that you're providing to people in some of the worst moments of their life. Um, or final moments. Oh, God. But, mm, the, but the thin blue line thing of, like, p- cops being all that keeps us from descending into cast just yeah. becomes more and more outdated. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's why it's associated with kind of outdated views. And that that could – maybe that's not you, but but I think you have to understand if you have a certain bumper sticker, people are going to have yes. certain views. And you chose that bumper sticker for that reason. You wanted to be associated with that. Can you – yeah. To an extent. To an extent. I would ask yourself why. Um, and I would offer to have a discussion with him because what you'd love to get out of it is him respecting your job and your views and you yeah. explaining I'm not racist or you might be racist. And that's, not <laughs> what, that's what we're not saying here. But what you need you to know is that you don't see a Maserati with a bumper sticker. So <laughs> You are really hung up on this bumper I'm just telling thing. you, this wouldn't be an issue if you let my freedom flag fly. Got a blue line, it's on my bumper. <laughs> when have you ever, ever... Looked at someone's bumper and been like, they got a great point. Wow, I, that really made me rethink. Oh, that coexist bumper sticker really sealed it for me. Oh, the I hear people talking in my head. I'm a weird Wiccan. It's yeah. always like a weird, like faux mentally disturbed my, Wiccan. My other car is a is a Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like a jazz festival. Nobody's interested. All right. <laughs> Keep your opinions to the comment section. <laughs> but not our comment Get rid section. Of the you know what? Be racist. Get rid of the bumper sticker. Nobody's, and everybody feels fine. <laughs> okay. Do what we're all doing. Just do it in the comment section. Salutations, Eliza. Baby Orca and Teeny Tiny Tofu. Baby oh, orca. I'm the Orca. First, I thought that Remember? was tofu. Yeah, now I do. Wait, I'll be your mother. Ready? That just sounds like a baby crying. I heard a cat meowing this morning and thought I was going to have a cat at like 4 a.m. I was like, do I have another cat? But it was my idiot neighbor. About mm, making the noise? No, he was just like, someone was like, is that your cat? Because he's always outside smoking at all times. He's like, yeah. By the way, I got some dogs up for adoption if you want some. And I'm just yes. laying in bed at 4 a.m. seething. Like, why do you have smoke. dogs for adoption? He can't smoke. You're going to die of that. He smokes like right in front of the building. Fucking piece of shit. People who He's like garbage. smoke in front of doors and they're, I'm like, are you warmer because you're five feet from the door? Right. Or he sits in his PT cruiser with all the doors open Oof. and blasts music as loud as he can and smokes and screams into his phone. I, I hate him. I'm going to do a murder. Um, let's, let's, we'll talk offline about what we can do. <laughs> so, okay. So please help me name my Etsy shop. Now this is weirdly thematically. I'm ready. I okay. fucking love Etsy. <laughs> I started crafting with wood flowers for our wedding and got so much positive feedback encouraging me to sell arrangements like that, that I thought I'd give it a go. Did you? Some of my arrangements. Was it one aunt and a friend? Are within antique pieces like a union boy box from the 1800s and a lantern from 1912. Those are my favorite. Is there a I picture? Also, I don't know what we're talking about. I know what a Union Jack is. I don't know what a... Okay, we're all like, yeah, the Union question, Boy and box. And then I'll find it. But okay. uh, those are my favorite. I also make thin blue line arrangements. My husband is an officer and people love that stuff. And just other fun oh, arrangements. I know what these look like. They're wood fiber with preserved filler so they last forever. So that's a bit about it. Want to have a game... Want to have a go at naming my enterprise? Please have fun with it. Thanks and much love. Okay. Autumn from Michigan. Is it solely... Oh, you're from Michigan. So there, how about how about out of my cold, dead hands? Let me see if there's how about a that to it. Because it's like there's a very pro Oh, I, here we go. Let me see what these look like. Those are wood? Are those real flowers or wood flowers? 
The flowers are wood. Okay, so they look really real. They look real. So it's the the flower is wood. So it's less about the arrangement. You can okay. So you're not like gun specific. It's it's wooden flowers that and last then, forever. Like, right. And then she's like, her favorites are one in a Union Boy box and a lantern from 1912. So I'm assuming the flowers are in the lantern. Yeah. Okay. That's not pictured here. Okay. And then there's one back, one, I called her back. There's one bride with a very strong back <laughs> holding the flowers behind her, flexing her traps, <laughs> her lats. Like she's just like ready to crack a walnut between her left. <laughs> it's my wedding day. <laughs> Okay, well... And some thin blue line arrangements, which... Well, the truth is, they last forever, so there's forever flowers. So I think we've solved it. Next question. Forever flowers, is that it? We've got it. F- fiber flowers for... Because uh, do you use all different kinds of wood? Uh, I like forever flowers. How about flowers are forever? Mm. Flowers and something forever, like stars and stripes forever. If you're only making flowers... And they're and then like wreaths, yeah. So I mean, it's like this floral. You want floral? You want something in the name? The truth is, the name doesn't matter, and here's why. Right. On Etsy, it's picture specific. Yeah, and very few people are typing wooden flowers. They're sustainable. Um, I would say flowers are forever. I would just make sure your SEO is really good. Like have all the right yes. keywords in the descriptions of your items so people can find it. But the name, like I'll find something like on Etsy and then the store will be like little baby cutie pie. And I'm Absolutely. like, Ugh. I got um, a customized Yeti uh, for someone for the holidays. And I went online. All I typed in was customizable Yeti. And the names of the companies are like Quality Pictures America. Like it has nothing right. to do with it. It doesn't really matter. My vote is flowers are forever. It's like diamonds are forever. Fair. Okay. Fair flowers. You want something like patriotic? I mean, Thin Blue Line is, her husband's a cop, but How that's not f- all she does. Freedom and flowers. Flower, free, freedom and flowers. Thin Blue Flower. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. That's you a don't like out of my cold, dead hands? It's, it's a gun reference. It's a Heston reference. It's a bouquet reference. Freedom flowers. Forever flowers, would, would you, W O O D? Because yeah, you don't wild, want to say like preserved, because that sounds like formaldehyde. Wild flat. Ooh, wild, wild and wood. <laughs> wild, wood and wild, wood and wild. Flowers are forever. You got. You asked for an answer. You got it. That's- you want another answer? You pay another dollar. <laughs> Nobody's giving us any. Dollars. How about ripped bride back flowers? Acrobatic bride gets married. How about Russian acrobat bride? You guys gotta see this picture. Fucking shredded bride. Okay. All right. How Hi. about I just call it? My husband's a cop. Buy my flowers. Buy my shit. Hi, Eliza. Baby arm, smoky husky in the tiniest snow beach. Teeny nose, small donut mouth. As this shit show of a year comes to an end, I'm sure I'm in good company when I'm trying to think ahead of how to make New Year's Eve fun for just my partner and I. Now, I we already answered, but this one has this. Get a, out of here. This one has, he's a bump on a log. We have a sweet six-year-old who he's will be soundly sleeping. Yeah. What did you say? He's a bump on a log, never wants to go anywhere. Oh, so, I thought you were reading his handle. No, <laughs> no. The partner's a bump on a log. It's two dudes. No. Oh. It's a girl and a dude. That's the weird. dude is a bump on a log. Okay. They have a six-year-old who will be asleep. Uh, they want to do something fun. Okay. With this, not with the six-year-old. You're going to hate this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Oh, boy. A very, now hear me out, low dose of, what am I going to say? Mm, yeah. Molly? And very good. Because <laughs> I, I was going to change it if he says it, of Molly and mushrooms. Both? No. They yeah, are six-year-olds asleep. It's called hippie flipping. Uh. Look, just hippie get, flipping. It's called hippie flipping. Uh, get <sighs> mushrooms and talk about this. Read about it. You can do a very small dose, like a micro dose. You can do it throughout the day, even or just. It's really just taking a small dose, but a small dose because people think if you take mushrooms, you're like, oh my god, I'm seeing heaven, or you take like a fingernails, like a little bit more than a fingernail, maybe a little more than that, a small dose, and you just feel great and you listen to music. What if they have to take their baby to the hospital? You're not going to. And by the way, it's not like LSD where you're like seeing spiders. Like you can function. I, if I were to ever do it, I know that I could drive a car <laughs> hypothetically from Jody's house to my house and then Don't play vanilla fudge yourself. really loud. So my neighbors wonder what's happening. But 
Uh, that's what I would do. That's my bit. It's it's just psychoactive enough that it's not like, oh, you did crystal meth or you did something hard. Where are they supposed to get these things? Can't oh. they just go get an edible from somewhere if it's legal where you live? Yeah, I do that. I personally am not a weed smoker. Um, but it's like legal places so they can access it. I mean, it depends it. on where you live, but everybody's got pot. You, if you, Especially if you live somewhere rural, like someone's getting mushrooms because of cow patties. That's where it's from. Do that. Mm. Or just get a really nice bottle of something and watch a porn. <laughs> I'm telling you, like the kid, I was thinking about the other day, somebody, somebody had somebody a question like, we're visiting Dallas over the holidays. Yeah. Like, what can I do? And the answer should have been like, do all the things that you can't do with your kid. Yeah. Like, raunchy porn. Not that I even watch porn. It's so bad, but, and do drugs. Uh, I would do the mushroom. I don't know why. I never give a dr- drug advice. I never talk about doing drugs. Do mushrooms. Go, for- oh, you can't go for a walk because the kid will be there. Open a window. Open sit window. in your backyard. Do mushrooms. That's my answer. Wash each other's hair. Listen to music. Whatever you listen to is going to be great. That's did great you, advice. Did you hear the, the Pornhub news? I don't know. They've like shut down a ton of unverified accounts that uploaded videos, which people thought was good because like advocates were like, we don't want people uploading revenge porn. We don't want people uploading underage porn. Like it needs to be people that are verified, like that they own it. But then I guess they stopped like accepting certain credit cards. So now people who do porn are not getting paid. So like basically it turns out that the whole thing was the idea of this like anti-porn, like Christian, whatever organization. So now all these sex workers are unable to be paid for their work. Of course it comes down to punishing the sex workers. Yeah. Like of course that's who bears the brunt of this. Like these people that are just like, I'm just going to use what I have and try to make a dollar based off of the lust that's like implicit in our society. Yeah. All right. Well, that sucks. Yep. I am not a sex worker. I don't want to be one. I don't begrudge anyone else who wants to make a living. Mm-mm. They are not who's hurting people. It's the people who have addiction to these things yeah. that set unrealistic expectations set by society, which is made up of people. What came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> Ola Eliza, Brazo del Baby, Scotty Caliente, y Tianfu. <laughs> oh, hola. <laughs> Context. Como estas? I'm an almost 40-year-old woman who's had two major relationships. And is bilingual, apparently. Hmm. <laughs> the first lasted 14 years, living together for 10. Major. My mother was diagnosed with cancer, and I moved out of our apartment to help my elderly father cope with her care. During that time, he proposed to me. Shortly after, he ghosted me, blocked my number, moved, left no trace. I found so out you later- are, You guys are not together. <laughs> he impregnated one of his friends. Was it a girl or a guy? <laughs> it must have been a Why girl. Are we on, okay, that's horrible. A year later, I met who I thought was a wonderful man. We were together slash living together for three years before I found out he was a pathological liar slash sociopath and a convicted child molester. Oh. At this point, I was in emotional shambles and moved back in with my parents to heal. My mother's cancer returned and she passed away. At that point, it was agreed between me and my five siblings that I stay and help my elderly father sell his house and transition to assisted living. Agreed by them, not you. Who wants to do that? Then COVID happened. My father is a well-meaning but socially stupid person. He has a habit of saying rude, cruel things to everyone, then passing them off as jokes and gaslighting the recipient as being too sensitive. Sensitive. Are you sure he's well-meaning? Quarantine with him has been a challenge, uh, despite me working from home. He's alienated most of my siblings with his behavior. They have limited involvement. The other night during dinner, he watched me cutting my food and said, very matter-of-factly, you deserve to be alone. He does not have dementia or any other issue that would cause this. I immediately Wait, burst into tears. Well, how are you cutting your food? Uh, you have, a, Eliza, you have a problem with the way Wait, that people cut their food. Were like a reality TV contestant. I immediately burst into tears. He was uh, emphatic that it was just a joke. He was She's very just upset. mashing her fists into steak. She's like, you know, coating food. And actually apologized at first, then got angry and demanded that I not tell anyone and ruin Christmas. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> it's going out to all 20 nurses. Since this happened, I've been in the worst depression of my life. My oh dad my has taken digs at my relationships in the past, basically implying well, that downfill fair. was a okay. result of my bad choices. Jesus. I fully believe he meant what he said. I'm stuck here because he's not capable of living on his own and moving in 
into assisted living isn't an option during COVID, but I'm seriously concerned for my mental health in this environment. All my other siblings live an hour away, have kids, and don't really care what happens to them. I don't know what to do and frankly feels bullshit that this has fallen on me. Part of me wants to just leave because what he said wounded me so deeply, but I know if I do that, he'll basically be shipped off to a cell with no contact from anyone. What do I do? Okay. (sighs) Those siblings need to get involved. I don't care if they don't care. That's really, really selfish of them. That is so fucked up. It, it, even what, if they don't why? care because about him, they need to care about you. Yeah, yes. And it, once again, in our society, like, oh, you're a, I don't mean to say this mean, but like you're a childless single woman. Therefore, it's your, it's your job. Therefore, bad things should happen to you. It's so incredibly fucked up. My first thought was, who did you rape in a past life to deserve this? This is so much bad luck. I feel so bad for you. And the majority of it is so recent. You definitely- I hope you have a therapist. Mm-hmm. I really do. And you need time to heal because the 14-year relationship ending like that is, it's, it's, he cheated on you and that's fucked up. But the sociopath thing, what sucks about that, having dated someone a sociopath and uh, I'm totally fine, but you just, the guy seemed fine. The guy that cheated on you, like that's a thing people do. It's in songs, like people cheat. The sociopath was like wearing a human mask and just like out of nowhere lied. And so the rest of your life, you're going to be wondering, is this going to happen again? Even the guy, the guy who cheated, like blocked and ghosted her. He was embarrassed. But that's crazy. For After proposing. Okay. First things first, take a walk. Get some endorphins going. That's number one. Go outside, have a banana. Number two, you ever seen that meme? It's like this kid's complaining. Yeah. And mom's like, sit outside and have a banana. It's so true. Your father's a narcissist. Um, and I say that because he, or a sociopath, because he doesn't seem, it's not about being funny. He just doesn't care that he's saying horrible things. If you were cutting your food like a crazy person and being funny, and he said you deserve to be alone, that's fucking hilarious. But it doesn't seem you have that kind of rapport. And it doesn't seem like he was joking since he's like, don't tell anyone. And it was apropos of nothing. There's something wrong with your dad. And- you need to take care of yourself first. So that means calling your fucking siblings yeah, and being like, this is so fucked up that you're putting this on me. I would sit down with your dad and be like, you are going to stop. You're going to curb it. Otherwise I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, and then you're going to go bottom. live in a, in a hole. Yeah. You, I don't know your financial situation, but if you can get your own place and just check in on your dad, because you're not a nurse. So I don't think you're right. And there are services that will come and do that kind of thing. Hope I mean, I think right now it's tough to get get them because of COVID. I'm sure everything is being like used up. But but yeah, I mean, Start, definitely look yeah. into your options. I don't know where you live. You know, Have your siblings who aren't there, who live an hour away, who aren't seeing him, look into the options. Yes. Do you some research. You do not have to be alone in this. You need to heal in a major way. You need to see a therapist just so you can, you know, figure out what about your own behavior maybe not attracts the, it's not your fault, but like, what are you not looking for? What are you not seeing? Whatever. Or it was a fluke. Um, and you need to start thinking about what's good for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe is it going on a run? Don't run. It's so bad for you. Uh, is it some, I just don't think some bodies are made for running. Mine's one of them. I would definitely work out if I were you just to get, I'm, I'm going to go do it after this podcast, just to clear the cobwebs, um, setting boundaries. And I get it. I actually really get it when you have someone in your life who just kind of never thinks about you and just says stuff and you're like, where the fuck do you get off talking to me that way? (laughs) So you got to start deciding what works for you. Mm -hmm. And maybe you say to your dad, you know, March 1, I'm moving out. You need to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's alienated all of his children. You know, I I can come by, I can look, you know, or or maybe you don't need this person in your life. It's hard because it's your parent, but you need to start putting yourself first. And I think that you're in this position. I'm not saying you did anything wrong because that's hard for you to do. Yeah. Put yourself first. Yeah, I think if you if you look into what the other options are for him and you have some some facts you're armed with, I think you'll start feeling less stuck. Or he does have dementia, or your dad's incredibly depressed. He needs to see someone as well. Yeah. Um, it could be something that's not diagnosed. He could have a tumor pushing on his amygdala. I don't know. But uh, put yourself first. Get those phone, those kids on the horn. And yeah. you don't deserve this just because you don't have a kid or have a yeah. husband. This is bullshit. Yeah. You tell them I sent- I, that Tell I them you do something. have a kid. Go get a kid from like a big brother, big sister program. Rent them. Be no, like, I'll, I'll pay you a hundred bucks. I don't rent children. And then you go and you say, hey, this is mine. I'm just saying, fuck them, fuck that. Put yourself first and everything else will start to fall in place. Yep.
Draw those lines. Anonymous, this is a doozy. My breakup and secret coworker marriage. I'm a two, two dash, so I'm going to say 20 something year old ballet dancer and work at a small company in Canada. I've worked there on and off for four years. I had the opportunity to perform abroad and I'm good friends with the director. Mm. Our holiday production was canceled, so we filmed it so we were able to sell it to patrons. While transferring footage onto a computer, I saw a picture of my boss in bed with my best friend and coworker. Turns two, out they, two women? Uh, I don't know yet. Turns out they not only have been dating and living together, okay, they've so been just married. best friend slash coworker. Yes, sorry. Okay. <laughs> they've been married the entire time I have known them. So this person's boss and their coworker slash friend. No one in the company knows they are together except for myself. The director's ex-girlfriend, who is an absolute fucking monster, there are not enough words to describe the bitch and hate this woman has in her oh, soul, wow. is in the company. That's, and if ho- that's she, a lot for a Canadian to say. I know. Yeah. And if she found out, then all hell would break loose. This blew up my world, but to make it even better, my very first boyfriend broke up with me. He said he wanted to do all the relationship things, but didn't want to call it a relationship. What the fuck does that mean? He said that... I, they would enough to be a chance that they, he Uh-oh. said that our breaking down communication breakdown. He said that they'd enough to be a chance that we go back to dating. He just needs to figure out what he wants first. Any tips on how to handle the wild fucking two days that just happened? Would love your advice. I'm gay if it helps. So this is a man. Oh, it's who, a dude. Okay. So this is a man. His boyfriend broke up with him, but also his boss and his best friend have been secretly married, and he had no idea. <laughs> There's nothing for you to do. I mean, it kind of sucks your best friend didn't tell you, but it's like... This is like a pedophore. All of this drama, all this decoration, all this craziness, but and you eat it, you're like, it's just cake. There's nothing going on here. They're married. So it's not like they're sleeping around on people. They're married. It doesn't matter. It's just your friend. If you... I can't really keep a secret. So if you want to say to your friend, like, hey... So, you know, I know this, but it doesn't seem like they're hurting anyone by being married. No, just be like, look, I, I know so that you're, you're not, I was transferring the files as requested and, and maybe be more careful with your pictures, but, um, no, I, I it's, it's so much more baller <laughs> to never say anything. And then one day when it comes out you just be like, I always knew. And they'll be like, wow, that's so cool that you kept that secret. They, they also like big deal. They're married. Yeah, but and and the boyfriend that broke up with you that maybe we'll get back next, with you later. Next, no, next, doesn't no. matter. He doesn't matter. That's weird. He's not into you, and that's it. Yeah, that's weird. You, he's saying you're not good enough to do those things with, and maybe like, or he, probably, he wants to do those things but not call it a relationship, right? Because he wants to fuck other people. Yeah. That's all it comes down to. End of story. So we're done with that one. He's gonna have COVID, and there's nothing to do. Yeah, there's nothing to do about your boss. You just all know your it. problems are fine. Do you have a problem with your boss or the or your friend? No, no. So that's it. There's nothing to do. If you want to let them know that you know and just be like, your secret's safe with me. Like, I love yeah. you guys, but nothing to do. You gossipy hen. You want to say something. You want to <laughs> do something. What does the ex-girlfriend being a bitch have to do with it? I think it's that, that, so that's why no one knows that these two people are married. So then there's a reason. It's by design. So she doesn't like blow up their shit. But it would suck if you found out that your friend was married to your boss and your friend never told you. I guess. I don't know how close you guys are. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's a big deal, but I'm sure you could confide and be like, by the way, like secret save with me. I happen to see the picture. Just want you to know. I just want you to know to or be better with your files. Keep it in your back pocket Dummy. until they're like, we can't give you a raise. And you're like, really? Because I know no. what color your bed sheets are. <laughs> Hi, Liza. They're baby maroon are. and super ugly. <laughs> Please help with my Christmas dilemma. It's too late, but we'll talk about it. You're already <laughs> dead. For the past couple of years, I've gotten my really close friends really personal Christmas gifts. Oh, but in return, I've gotten plain slash unthoughtful gifts. Ugh, I, they, I'm you. It makes me upset because I'm not exactly shy about the things I love and enjoy, i.e. favorite sports teams, movies, artists, etc. And don't feel I'm too complicated to shop for. I mean, one year I got a three sizes too big t-shirt from my best friend that was for a band I had never heard of. I mean, they at least could have gotten me an Eliza Tour t-shirt and I would have known they listened when I said you were my favorite comedian eliza.com slash store they're still on sale <laughs> i know i shouldn't get i knew i shouldn't get caught up in my feelings because it seems ungrateful which no. shouldn't be the point of christmas but come on shouldn't some effort be given this year with the pandemic my friends and i have decided to stay socially distanced and send our gifts in the mail i'm sending small 
personal gifts that play into who they are as not only my friend, but as a person during the pandemic. Each and every one of them is playing an essential role during this hard time, i.e. teacher, nurse. How do I deal with the feelings that I know may come from their gifts? Do I not say anything? If I do say something, how do I seem grateful, but also say that the gifts don't really represent me? Thanks for the advice. Hope to see you in May for your rescheduled Denver show. Me too, for sure. Look. I get it because I am you. So this is post-Christmas, but this applies to any gift giving. You have to reconcile with the fact that you are the kind of person, you love giving gifts. You give gifts like this because it makes you feel good. And it really hurts when you give someone a gift, like a, a good gift that you really thought of, and they're just like, thanks. Um, I don't know if, I, I hope that they're grateful, but you're irritated. I hate a bad gift. And we all know this, that- you're, they're not putting in as much time. They may not be capable in the same way. Their brains may not work the same way or the gift was a big deal and you're not seeing it that way. Um, the t-shirt thing is weird. It's just weird. Some people just aren't good gift givers and you have to just, once you put your gift in the universe, you have to be okay with the fact that everything is going to fall short. You have to be okay with it. I can think of multiple gifts this year that I gave with like all my heart and I got like a text back. And the gift that I was that I received, the reciprocatory gift was garbage. <laughs> and I've just made my peace with it because not everybody can afford. It has nothing to do with that. These were just bad gifts. Um, <laughs> so you have to be okay with their actions don't define you. You enjoyed giving the gift and you just have to be braced for it being a bad gift. That way when it's good, you're okay about it. But what are you going to say? Hey, the thing you spent money on, I don't like it. They'll be like, okay, fuck you. Not right. Right. I mean, I'll, I I have a friend who gives incredibly thoughtful gifts and every year I give Thank her you. things and I'm just like, oh no. It's not everybody's good at it. And some people are, my manager is a great gift giver and I, I strive to think more like her in giving gifts, like really specific. Sometimes people just don't put a lot of thought into it and it hurts your feelings because you're like, oh, I guess you don't care about me, but they do. They cared enough to send a gift. Right. It's just not good. Just like not everybody's good at singing and some people are really ugly <laughs> and there isn't anything you can do about it. Like no matter how much like reconstructive surgery or filler, like sometimes like you're just like naturally ugly. Okay. Okay. Just take it a turn. I didn't mean to look at you when I said that. <laughs> some people are just like ugly. Nothing you can do about it. You can have a beautiful soul and it makes you prettier. Some people are just like naturally in their soul very ugly and that's why their faces are ugly. A lot of celebrities are just like naturally ugly people. Are you ready for Top of the Cob? <laughs> this is the Top of the Cob. We're doing it right. Every day, you just take a bite. Top of the Cob. Top of the Cob. New Year's edition. <laughs> edition out that hot cob. My Top of the Cob is when you... I'm not a big chocolate eater, but when you get your own box of chocolates... Mm. Having your own box of chocolates, and I remember this in high school, like if I had any money ever, I would buy a Whitman's is such a fat kid thing to do, even though it was- Sampler. Uh-huh. And now they called it a sampler, which makes it feel like you're sampling from a bigger batch. And it's like, well, where's the big one? <laughs> it doesn't exist. They're just always samplers. The big one is the Whitman's factory. Right. The whole factory. <laughs> but you get it and you get the little guide and you could bite into each one. I was given a C's candy. I'm not a, again, big chocolate person. I'm not a huge C's candy fan. It is quality candy. And Emily and I opened it on the floor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the whole time I was like, I'm giving it to you, Emily. And then I just kind of like took bites of each one. <laughs> and it's like a nice little discovery, nice little chocolate Which cruise. was the favorite one you found? Was it, was it that marshmallow one? Like a nougaty marshmallow. It was like a Milky Way almost with caramel. Mm -hmm. There's something very satisfying about sampling mm -hmm. each little chocolate bite. <laughs> Don't, you guys- I don't mean to look a gift horse in the mouth. If you're listening, please don't give me a box of chocolates. No, you don't. Yeah. Like, give me, uh, that's great. People give me gifts, but don't take this as like, I want a box of chocolates. Every like two years, it's nice to get your own little box and just take little niblets. If you got them all the time, it wouldn't be special. That's right. I have no teeth. <laughs> My top of the cop is that uh, December 30th, this comes out. I, uh, I will have done 150 tasteless episodes. I'll be taking my first week off ever. I've never taken a week off. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe you should take more weeks off. From tasteless? From your money. Out of 150 episodes, how many have you have you heard? At least the last one of the four <laughs> that you did. No, I and just- Can I say something? I keep you're saying You're not a podcast myself, person. I'm not, and I keep saying to myself, like, you need to listen to Emily's podcast. And it's been several years now. 
Maybe no, this look, year. it's not your, uh, there are so many, po- I know so many people doing so many podcasts that I'm not listening to. I don't need to hear your voice. Um, no, hours. you really don't. But, but uh, I need, I need I, when it. I did 150, I was like, oh, like I've just been doing this by myself. I make $0. I spend two to $300 a year on it because it has its own website and hosting. Like I thought um, I'd treat myself with a box of chocolate. So, but well, I'm really excited. Yeah. It's like three years I've been doing it just alone. With, you should have with more no episodes. one interested. You should have more episodes. Oh, okay. That's one episode a week. One episode a week yeah, plus yeah. 11 strong female leads. Is, and so. with almost no encouragement. With no encouragement. With zero. No fan base. No <laughs> one. <laughs> Every few weeks, someone will DM me and be like, I listen. I'm like, oh my God, you did? I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. That Thank is an you. accomplishment. It feels good. Yeah. Don't, don't listen to it. Don't. Listen to it. <laughs> you only have so much ear space. Um, <laughs> My bottom of the cob is, and I may have, oh. my bottom it? of the cob is a New Year's resolution only because I already live my life in the way that I want to live it. If I want to feel healthier, I make that change in that moment. Hmm. I strive to do things. I think that they're bullshit. I think it's just ways for people to sell diet supplements. Um, I can understand like this year, I'm not talking to my ex anymore. If you need those lines uh, of demarcation, but in general, I Pride myself on being the kind of person who, when I decide I want something, I just implement it starting then. Mm-hmm. You're only, yeah. So I think they're bullshit. Uh, my bottom is, okay, I got my heater fixed. It's very cold. Now yeah. I have my heater working, but it's like, I don't leave it on overnight because I am still scared of it. And I hate when it's really cold and you wake up and you got to get out of bed and you're like, no, mm. my bed's so warm. I don't want to go out. Yes. I don't want to get out of here. I know. And I get out and I'm like, oh no. Uh, that's how I felt when I went to school in Boston and it's oh, like eight inches of snow outside and we live in like a basement apartment and you you have to take a shower. No, Fuck. that's why Just I didn't dirty. go to school in Boston. I looked at Boston schools and was like, nope, I oh, can't I thought do it'd be this. so cool. So fucking cold. So cold. Uh, in Japan, they have heated floors. <sighs> Isn't that the move? That's the way. That's and like, I feel at my parents' house, I had like a little heater in the bathroom that I would turn on. But now it's like my bathroom's so small, a little heater wouldn't even fit in there. No, you gotta, yeah, it's, uh, it'll wake you up. <laughs> it will, and well, I get very upset. You guys, stay warm. Happy New Year. Thank you for being Ask Eliza Anything listeners. We love answering your questions. We hope you guys are all safe. And we will see you next year, which is Wednesday. (laughs) BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.